Ladies and gentlemen, it is your boy, Sam Gilstrap. The name has a ring to it like a wedding vow. I'm back. We are the Ghost Sides Podcast. We are keeping it real. We have the amazingly talented, the amazingly just adorable energy that is Rachel Graham. She's here. We've got bubbles in the house. This is a little cat she's taking care of because her heart is gigantic. So I hope you enjoy what's about to come at you. Um, say hi, Rachel. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So uh, before we get started into the uh, the usual swang of things, I just wanted to first let you know that today's unofficial sponsor is Law's Four Grain Straight Bourbon. I've got it on the rocks. It's delicious. It's very strong. Rachel's fancy bottle. Fancy, fancy bottle. bottle. You can put water in there after you're done if you're into that sort of thing. I, I do that. Hmm. <laughs> Recycling takes many forms. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, we are trying to uh, pump up a little uh, business around town. I don't know if you've ever heard of this uh, theater company called the Catamounts. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah this, a little bit. A little bit. They've, 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 they've been known for some theater. And uh, they have added an extra performance this Wednesday night, so tomorrow really? night, of Men on Boats. If you haven't seen it, Hit them up ASAP. Sweet, yeah, because I haven't been able to make a show because I'm in a show. Wednesday night. Nice. Do it. I might have just sold them a ticket. You did. That might that might <laughs> do something. Whip out your phone because tickets are going fast. Are they? Yeah. Um, we're gonna we're gonna make business happen. In other words, uh, sorry, I should say in other news, the Kentucky cycle has got two more weekends to go. That's an all day Saturday Sunday affair. If you uh, are really into epics or binging Netflix shows, and you also love theater, come see the Kentucky Cycle and binge on some theater. Um, two, three-hour chunks, ain't no thing, but we're crushing it. We're getting some bigger numbers in the house now. And uh, a lot of people put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this. So question, if someone has yes. seen part one, yeah, you know, like I shot part one, I want to come see part two, yeah. do I have to, is the ticket for both, or can I just come see one? You can see one. Just one of them, yeah. So if you've got a Sunday night free. Next Sunday I do. Awesome. So if you've got that closing Sunday free, just uh, go online and uh, let's see how many people listen to this podcast. If you use the discount code CAST and CAST2, that's in that's respectively the order of day performance and the night performance. So part one and part two, you'll get a big discount. Okay, so CAST is good for part one? Yep. Hey, Bubbles. you just texted me. Excuse you. It was uh, probably me because my phone likes to wait a couple minutes to text. Nice. Was that me? It was you. <laughs> Howdy. She's here now. We have Rachel <laughs> yeah, Graham in the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, CAST2 would be your online discount code to go see the last part of Kentucky Cycle at a much discounted rate. Yeah, it's really cool. I saw part one, and it's fantastic. Well, thank you. Really unexpected. Yeah. Pretty, you uh, see a word like Kentucky Cycle, and you're like, hmm, snort. Yeah. So definitely, and you get to see this whole gamut of human emotions and terrible people trying to make the best decision they think they can make. Well, and a lot of cast members that are playing multiple roles, so you get yeah. to see a lot of people stretching their little wings in different directions, which is always fun. Definitely, a lot of that going on. We're we're running around like mad men and women backstage. That's yeah. for darn sure. Virtual. <laughs> Mm. How's that beer you're drinking? Good. It's Good. a it's a Rhino IPA. Yeah. Um, when I was out after what was the show that I was just in that ran? Uh, into the woods. A guy from out of town said that this was really good, and I'm I'm kind of a stickler. I like to stick to the same same old thing. So if they have what I am familiar with, I'll always get that beer. But he was like, "Oh, this local beer that you got, this the Rhino stuff, is really good." And so nice. Saw it in your fridge. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I still have my connects down with Epic, so uh, I'm I, I'm running a little low. I might have to make a pit stop into the into the packaging department. It's it's Baptist season. I might be able to start getting some stouts. Oh, Baptist season? Yeah, I don't know anything about beer. That's that's the that's season. their that's like their triple barrel stout. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like so so the Baptist drink. Yeah, it's fall. you're basically drinking crude oil yeah. with fizz. So <laughs> you just yeah, strap in and enjoy. <laughs> What's the show you're working on right now? Uh, I'm in Go Dog Go at the Colorado, Colorado Springs Fine Arts Center. Oh, wow. Children's Theater Program. Dang. So how does that run? Is it like the same at like the Mizell? So like Tuesday through? It's kind through? of weird. It's kind of, it, it took me a little while to figure it out. I still have to look at the call to see when I'm supposed to be there because it's kind of strange. 
We run Friday nights. Okay. Um, Saturday day, sometimes two a day, and then Sunday day, but they're like one o'clock. And I'm used to like the 10 and noon thing until the one o'clock. I'm like, I'm late. I'm early. Oh God. I don't know where I'm supposed to be right now. <laughs> um, yeah. And, but there were supposed to be some shows kind of intermittent through the week uh-huh. that the schools were supposed to come to, but this is their first stab at doing one in the fall. Ooh. They usually do one in the spring, I think is their, their normal. And so they didn't really get a whole lot of, well, they didn't get any school bookings. And so all of our um, daytime shows didn't end up going. Oh, wow. But it suits me just fine because my knees couldn't handle that many shows a week of this monster. So. Oh, jeez. What, what are you doing in this play? Um, I did this show 12, or, I don't know, in 2005 at the Arvada Center. Okay. And it's the kind of the show, how the show is based is it's the book, Go Dog Go. Mm-hmm. It's adorable. Children love it. It always sells out. I don't care who you're doing it or where you're doing it. It's just a five-month-old child will sit through this show and a 12-year-old will think it's free and hilarious and the adults snort and giggle in the back like it's just it's just a fantastic piece of theater that the seattle came up with nice and so you've got the dogs you've got red dog blue dog green dog yellow dog and spotted dog which also doubles as pink dog which is hattie because you know you've got mc dog who's the master of ceremony that's who i'm playing who comes in, if, you, if you're familiar with the book, Go Dog Go, he comes in and he's like, and she's like, oh, do you like my hat? And he's like, no, he pieces out through it kind of like intermittently throughout the book. Yeah. So it's literally the book. <laughs> like I start out, I say dog. And then it's black dog, white dog, black dogs and white dogs, big dogs and little dogs, one little dog going in, three big dogs going out. Sounds really boring, but it's like a circus. Wow. So I was red dog last time <laughs> at Arvada and just ran out all over the place and played a Jack Russell Terrier, which I'm still regretting. My joints <laughs> have not recovered. Um, and this time around I'm MC dog and the track is so much easier. Nice. Oh my gosh. I walk on and I'm like, Hey guys, this is how the music starts. And I stand there and watch them run around. <laughs> and I leave for some, some like manic running around parts. And then I come back in and I'm like, Hey, now it is night. And then I leave again. I do some cool stuff. You know, I juggle, um, I do my Diablo and I do all of these little circus skill, skills that I, Diablo is like the thing, okay. the Chinese yo-yo it's also called. Yeah, you know, so it's like the stick in between the sticks? Yeah, the okay. stick with a string and then like the double bowl oh, thing okay. that spins on, on it. Okay. The kids think it's the shit, it's fantastic. Nice. Um, yeah, so we have one, one more weekend, one more wow. weekend. We opened in, uh-oh, I'm testing myself on when I know what date it is. It's October? Yeah. It was October. We opened in September. Awesome. Yeah, right after Into the Woods. Okay. So. It's it's so awesome that you're finally here. We I've been I've been teasing you for I think since the ghost light well, started. The concept. Like yeah. we were talking about the concept yeah. ago. Like I wanted you like I had all these grandiose ideas when I was like I had when I didn't have shows early on when I started this process of like, oh I'm gonna we're gonna do some really good PR photos and we're gonna get out there and and then and then um, I started rehearsals or forgot what I thought I wanted to do. Bubbles is like, excuse me, can I sit on your lap? Hi, I'm beside the lap person. So Bubbles is a kitten that I'm fostering right now. Yes. Um, she has cerebellar hyperplasia, like Weeble, my cat, whom Weep. I have adopted. And so her back legs don't work very well. And she's kind of like she's had three or four tequilas all the time. She did have a bath earlier today, so she should smell very nice. Oh. So she's, she's there. We're, we're comfortable now. We're going to, there we go. So imagine Sam Gilstrap with a little black kitten on his lap with a pink blanket. That's right. That's what's happening here. And uh, <laughs> the, just so we're abundantly clear, it is not my pink blanket. <laughs> my pink blanket is on my bed. It's the best place to keep a pink blanket. Yeah. It's satin. And uh, oh. don't ask me why. Huh. Yeah. But anyway, we finally have you here. Uh, one of the things that's so unique about your connection to theater is that you shoot it. And then you're also a performer in this realm that I have merely tipped a toe into in the last six months. That is children's theater. So my first question to you is, theater, how did it happen? And rest assured, I want to know how we got into children's theater. What drew you into it? and What keeps you coming back? Remind me to ask you how you got into children's theater too, because oh, I didn't know that you dipped your toe. Yeah, well, it's I'm teaching. I was teaching oh, at the Mizell Art Center. Yeah, I'll answer that really quick. 
I was broke and needed money, and I was freaking out over the summer. <laughs> and so that you took you took one of the kids shows. Yeah, I took the, no, I took one? the um, I I the was camp, the camp. That's right, the, I yeah, saw you the preschool I camps. And I there too. Yeah, I was doing the preschool camps. Who? Which is which is good money. Shutter, but, shutter. But it was also preschool kids. I was like the preschool is just so hard. And, and I'll tell you this: I'll put this kid on blast right now. Will knock it off. It's not about you. You're, I know you're only four, but you'll figure it out. Okay. Sorry, Will. They're so hard. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a sip. I'm gonna have a sip of whiskey. You drove me to drink again, Will. I'm teaching adults at the J right now, and I'm a little disappointed that it's they're they're more similar to my middle schoolers than I thought they were going to be. But maybe it's just humans that are like that, and not not middle schoolers. It's just humans. I think so. I think I think we're all we're all just so into our own page of the script that yeah. we're, we're looking at our monologues. We're not looking at the dialogue. Yeah. I thought I hope that metaphor fits. It does, it does. I awesome. think that could fit for just about anything. Um, but yeah, theater. So when I was two, well, gosh, probably, all right. So when my mom would play music in the house, okay. when I was just learning to walk and things, mm -hmm. classical music would come on and oh. I would grab a dish rag throw it on my head and dance around. <laughs> so there's a stupid little like yellow dish rag that I have in one of my keepsake boxes. That's just, that was my dancing dish rag. So I would throw on my little bald head because hell, I didn't grow hair until I was like five. Okay. Wow. And then it stuck out all over the place. So tiny little bald Rachel running around, you know, the, the B, the B class. And I would spaz out and run around. Nice. But I was painfully shy. People thought, I didn't know how to talk because I just wouldn't talk to anyone oh, wow. except for my parents and my sisters. When do you think you shook, you shook that? <sighs> like two weeks ago? Like maybe 2005. Wow. <laughs> shy. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it was an adventure getting around being shy. Um, still shy, but I just hide it very well. Nice. I guess. Yeah. Um, I've learned to interact around the shyness. There we go. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Um, and so she put me in dance class. So I started ballet and we had this wonderful dance class. We lived in Houston at the time. I was born in Colorado. Isn't Bubble sweet? She's just so sweet. Adorable. <laughs> she just sits there. I call her the slug. Yeah. She just purrs. She just wants a lap. And then when we moved to Colorado when I was five, moved back to Colorado, pardon me, and got into a dance school, they weren't quite as the same caliber uh -huh. and I started to struggle in dance and that's really the only thing that my mom could get me to do I was incredibly shy and it's the only way she was like well let's make some friends in dance class and the kids were really mean mm. to me because I looked different I didn't have any hair so they would lock me in the bathroom and so I would miss dance class um, because it had a little child safe doorknob and I couldn't figure out how to get it open because I was tiny and so I ended up not really taking dance class and took a while for me to be like, Hey mom, I'm actually not taking the class because I'm locked in the bathroom most of the time. So we tried some other dance schools and nothing really stuck. And so I kind of bled out of dance by the time I was about seven. Okay. Right. And so then comes school. Can I beat up any of those kids? I'll quietly smirk and I'll tell you who it was afterwards. Let's do it. <laughs> because... It's, Rubik's it's, Cube! It's no one that anyone knows, but it's not, I don't really want to stick my toe in that water. Alright. So, <laughs> um, so, lower school rolls around. We yeah. have this all-school musical, and my friend does the musical, because her sister does the musical, and I go see the musical, it's Jesus Christ Superstar. Nah, no, Godspell. It was Godspell. Godspell. The fuck it's, 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 it's religious. Something, it was a Catholic school. Yeah. That we, that's what we did. Um, <laughs> and I saw it because I couldn't hang out with her because she, like, our guinea pigs couldn't get together for play dates because Megan was always in bloody rehearsal. And so the next year, Megan, Megan, mm -hmm. oh. and her, her guinea pig, Shauna, Sh Sh Chanel, 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 <laughs> number five. Little orange guinea pigs. So <laughs> and I had a guinea pig named Candy. Um, <laughs> She was down count. I'm always loved animals. Um, but she you could never play and hang out because she was always in rehearsal. So the next year, 
I auditioned for the play, which was Annie, uh-huh. and got in, and I was one of the orphans, and she was one of the orphans, and it was fantastic fun, a big old pain in the shorts, but hey, Megan and I got to hang out. And then the next year, they did The Music Man, and I got Amaryllis, and Megan got girl number four in the ensemble. And then the next year, Megan didn't do the show. And so I did the show without Megan. And it just kind of, I was kind of a follower. I wanted to be friends and have friends and do. Megan played lacrosse. Uh, so I played lacrosse. Nice. I'm horrible at sports, period. Um, about the only ball I can catch is if I throw it to myself when I'm juggling. <laughs> there are there are professional athletes who can't juggle, so just just put that like Diana Taurasi or sorry Diana Taurasi, best WNBA player in the world, best one of the best basketball players in the world. Uh-huh. I'm not going to preface it with the W part. Uh-huh. She probably can't juggle, so you're you're in good shape. All right, all right. yeah, I, I take solace in that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Watch, there's going to be an Instagram video after this, Diana Diana Taurasi. Calling me out for mispronouncing bounce my name. Bounce juggling. And like juggling like four basketballs. No, dude, if you can bounce juggle, oh, uh, that's hard. It's I haven't figured it out yet. Oh, uh, yeah, let's not do <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, can, where was I? So you're talking about you're not very good oh, at sports. Oh, so I got into lacrosse. I did lacrosse. I did cross country. Like mm-hmm. I still, I still r- ran up until a couple of years ago. Cross country wasn't bad because I wasn't competing against anyone except for myself. But I would still get too nervous and puke and then pass out and not be able to race. <laughs> Things that are horrible. Um, <laughs> so I tried lacrosse for like three years, and I was second D and just, just completely blew it so many times. And it's just like I'm, I'm gonna go back to theater. So in high school, I went back into theater and. Julie Payne was actually the director of a whole bunch of shows that we used to do at St. Mary's Academy and her husband, David Payne, and also um, Blair. Which project? Uh, No, not that one. Oh gosh, that would have been great. (laughs) My career would have gone in a completely different direction. Mm. I might might be playing dogs. Mm, Yes. But yeah, Julie, a great, great woman. I'm still friends with her. I'm still friends with David. And after I'd done, I'd done a couple shows with them in high school, they were like, you know, you don't suck. So we actually do direct over at this place called the Arvada Center if you'd like to come audition for us sometime. Okay. And I was like, that's scary. And so I kind of stayed to Miner's Alley Playhouse. Um, if you want to call it my first professional show, it was with Robert Kramer at Miner's Alley. Awesome. We built Miner's Alley in the new space. Oh wow! Uh, we were the we're the teenagers that moved it from Morrison Theater Company to to that place. Um, Fuck so, yeah! So those. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Those <laughs> seats. We put those seats in, and we carried all that shit up those stairs, and <laughs> that because the stock elevator didn't always work at that time. No, um, still doesn't work. But it's, yeah, that's all right. But yeah, and then out of high school, I was like, well, I'm pretty sure I want to do this for a living but I'm a little I didn't get in where I wanted to in college the first try mm-hmm. I want to go to Otterbein College and I didn't get in I got into their BA not their BFA program and I'm like I don't want to be a bastard child I see how that works I'll try again next year mm-hmm. so I auditioned for Go Dog Go at the Arvada Center when I was uh I graduated from high school because you have to be 18 to audition yeah got in did that show for a year and I was like yeah and then I went to college nice. to study it. Fantastic. What is it? What was it about it that when it when it stopped being I was following Megan, uh-huh. or, or maybe even when you were following Megan, what were the things that were like really infectious to you that like made you keep coming back for more? Like when you made the decision to stop playing lacrosse, mm-hmm. it wasn't just because you you know you weren't scoring any goals. What were some of the things that were pulling you back? I could do things that Rachel couldn't do because mm. I was so shy, but I was incredibly outlandish. Like Gracie Carr was my, if you know Gracie Carr, she's kind of, she's faded out of the theater scene, but she used to be one of the beasts nice. of Colorado theater. Um, Steve Wilson, Gracie Carr, Leslie O'Carroll, 
yeah. like the original Denver Center people. Um, and she was my drama teacher, and I literally wouldn't speak. But we would get up in drama class, and I would be this outlandish French woman. That's and so it was my little escape that I could go do this this crazy stuff. And I've always been really good with physicality and doing yeah. and expressing myself physically. And she really fostered that. And so um, being in shows, it wasn't Rachel mm -hmm. up there. And, and other people were wearing wigs too, which initially I was like, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. So I'm not the only one wearing a wig. Because, yeah. you know, I was bald in yeah. middle school and high school. I mean, my hair has come and gone my entire bloody life. Um, so it made it that I wasn't the only one wearing a wig. And then we could all kind of like make fun with the wigs and, it made the kids more relatable to me and me relatable to them. So they weren't just so horrified of like the wig, mm -hmm. you know, it's the girl with the wig. Don't touch her. It was, oh, yeah. it was the strangest thing. Uh, but yeah, I could be like, I was Lord high underling in the whiz. And I was just really, and people were like, Whoa, who are you? Are you that girl that sits in class and doesn't talk ever? I am. And so I could escape into it. And it was something that I was good at, mm -hmm. that I could really express myself and grow. That's fantastic. And I still do that. So. Nice. Because <laughs> like some of the stuff that I do in Godago would be horribly embarrassing for me to do just like normal, normal. Like, can you see me blushing? Like some of yeah. the stuff that I do in the first like five <laughs> minutes on stage by myself embarrasses the socks off of me. <laughs> but it's not me. I've got my little clown nose on and I'm yeah. in roller skates and the kids are just dying laughing because I come out and they're like, because <gasps> I don't have a wig on in the show. Oh. And they're like, oh, because think of how many villains you've seen who are portrayed by a bald actor. Villains are bald. And yeah. so the kids are kind of natively afraid of me. Yeah. Um, because that's the baldness is kind of associated with evil or maybe they've known someone who's sick. And so it's just like, Immediately, I come out like it's a little <gasps> comes with a negative connotation to a lot mm -hmm. of people. Yeah. I get rid of that in about fifteen seconds. Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, how did you get? It sounds like you just auditioned for that one children's show right out of high school. Mm -hmm. And so, what are the differences then that make like? Uh, let me rephrase. Do you have a preference? Do you like to do more, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday performances at, at a, for what we would consider a more adult audience, mainstream straight plays or musicals, or do you prefer being a children's performer? Well, you've kind of asked the question that I'm asking myself in life right now, uh -huh. because there comes a time when one gets too old to be doing this shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My knees my back, my neck, like I dislocated a rib two years ago in the Jungle Book and wow. it's just not quite been the same wow. since then. And this past year I started at the Denver Center auditions and mm. the Arvada Center auditions and all of these big season auditions to try and start the shift Yeah. because like, I did Doubt in 2013 yeah. and I got nominated for a Henry for it and I love it. I love drama. I'm kind of like Robin Williams. Um, not to be like, oh, I'm so special and fancy and really yeah. and all this shit. But I, I, it's in and Jim Carrey, yeah. who uh, he's known for Ace Ventura Pet Detective, but he loved the Truman story. Yeah. And yeah. I'm kind of the same way. Like, oh, dude, I, 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 Go Dog Go is fantastic and it's hilarious. And I love to hear the kids laughing and stuff, but I would really like. Because I think the kids are important, and that's why I do the children's theaters. They are our future audience. So I'm fostering all y'all's future audiences to love theater. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. So it's not just blue hairs in 10 years. You'll have some 20-year-olds in there, too. I certainly hope so. <laughs> but <laughs> Just as long as they know how to turn off their cell phone, I'm going to be happy. It's never the kids whose cell phones ring. We had a kid, oh my gosh, There's his mom's cell phone ring rang during the show, and he whipped around and was like, Mom, they said to turn that off. And I was like, Woo, he just threw you under the bus. I love it. <laughs> it was a unique ringtone. He knew that it was her. It was so funny. Mom. Mom. So he got it. So there's one. There's All one right, out then. there who knows how to turn his cell phone off. <laughs> I think it's the better you know how to operate your technology, the, the more likely you are to be able to absolutely silence it and not yeah. just like turn yeah. it off. 
Get that power button on top. Yeah, so I'd like to do more, but I'm picky, you know? Mm. <clears throat> I don't know. So. I remember when we first crossed paths, I felt it was so funny because I saw you were one of the nuns in. House of Blue Leaves. House of Blue Leaves with Missy and Kelly mm-hmm. Ulnop and my boy Peter Marullo. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to the, to get back here, you damn redhead. Because uh-huh. that was that was a it harkened back to the first show me and Peter did together. But so I met you after that show, uh-huh. and like you were a laugh riot. It just this physical, um, the eyes lit up the stage, comedic actor like. How, how come she's not in like every comedy? <laughs> Thank you. That it was, seriously. And, but, and then, then you were also this, this like small little stick of dynamite. And, and then come to find out you'd been, you've been crushing it all over the place in terms of like children's theater, mm-hmm. like this established name from that, from that place. And it was always, always just so unique. And then I saw you get nominated for doubt and, that is a big, you know, boom. Whether or not it matters, I'm of the mindset that it, it, it's more or less a popularity contest, but maybe mm-hmm. that's because I haven't won one yet. Um, <laughs> you know, it, who knows? It could all just be my ego. But, I mean, whether or not that's the case, that's some recognition that the masses might like to see. Yeah, they when, saw something other than the children's theater. After. Absolutely. Because I auditioned, because I, I started not in children's theater. Mm-hmm. I worked for a decade in professional theater just doing straight plays. Yeah. You know, Mary and the Children's Hour, Puck and Midsummer Night's Dream, um, all of these just really meaty roles that I was really able to sink my teeth into. But then I got cast at the Arvada Center with the children's theater thing, and there were a lot of different eyeballs that were like, and looked in my direction with that place, you know, Mm -hmm. like the Arvada Center. And so there were all of these other places that kind of picked me up that I didn't have to audition for, for the type of physical roles and all of these things, which I've been doing consistently since then. I mean, heck, I'm in two children's theater shows a year. If it's one that's not, that doesn't run all year. Like if you're in the Arvada Center one, it runs all year. If you're not, you can do two. Yeah. Um, So there's that where, I mean, I love it. And I guess I'm good at it because I keep getting them. Mm-hmm. But I love the drama. I love the story of the adult theater that you can get, like the meat that you get in Kentucky Cycle that you get to tool with. Mm-hmm. There's so much there. Yeah. And, you know, there's the same amount of stuff in, like, Blue in the Jungle Book. He goes through the same amount of stuff, but it's just not as, I guess socially conductive mm-hmm. the stories aren't socially conductive but denver children's theater is doing the little prince mm-hmm. which is basically about how do you deal with the grief when someone has died mm-hmm. i'm so excited so that's gonna be fun it's and i think that more children's theater should be instead of just you know go Oops. dog go like it's fantastic and they're entertained and we're getting them there and we're getting to the, yeah. them to the theater but they don't really take much away from that mm-hmm. Whereas the little prince, you have someone who's grieving over someone who's died. They get in a fight with their lover, like the rose, uh-huh. and then they leave and they think she's dead. And what do you what do you say to someone when you've hurt their feelings like that? And then someone's the little girl's friend dies and she's sad. How does she deal with that sadness? And I think that is so important mm-hmm. because you can teach kids about like not bullying, not books out of your friend's hand, shame on you. Because I know I'm not shit too, but <laughs> it doesn't really resonate as well as no. someone who can sit there and absorb. When I feel sad, I can try that. Yeah. Or well, that's how I feel because of this. Yeah. And for children, you know, D- because and- the adults are such. You know. And that's one of the things that, that I'm going to kind of piggyate. I want to insert a thought that I think you're alluding to in a way is that they can, they can tolerate it. They can discern it. Children can discern high theoretical concepts to a degree. And apply it. And apply it. Especially if they see it in an in a, albeit veiled way. It's not like it's... Like, beat over their head, Mm -hmm. but they can sit there and and watch that loss and happen in front of them and then see how it's dealt with. 
and it's not too over their head. Yeah. And the very least, if they're asking questions like about that type of theater, mm -hmm. that's really good as opposed to, you know, where did the dog come from? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you have ears? Yeah. Where'd mm -hmm. your ears go? Uh-huh. Can I go to the bathroom now? Mm-hmm. No, Will. We're no. teaching class. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta go I gotta go back to the to the whiskey. Damn you, Will. <laughs> it was just reactive. The wheel came up and the hand went out for the yeah. whiskey. <laughs> it's, just, it's just there. I'm sorry. Maybe I, maybe I was setting up just for a sip. You, but you you don't know that because yeah. I'm such a great actor. Well, and you have bubbles, and she's attracting I, all the attention. Anyway. I have bubbles in my lap. If this were being recorded for YouTube, I think I would just have the camera on my lap, not because it's weird, but because there's a cat there. And that's, is, she, is she asleep? Yeah, yeah, more or less. She's hanging She's out. purring. She's clawing. Yeah, she's kneading. Mm -hmm. You might feel her little back legs twitch a little bit. That's just a little bit of a neurological problem that she has. Jeez. She's not nervous or cold. That's just how she is. That's so good. She's 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 perfect. Yeah. That's how? why she comes with me is because she, I mean, like, oh, we can't have a kitten in here. I'm like, she's not going to go anywhere. Well, she do go sit in your lap and take a nap. That's good. <laughs> yeah, no, I was... I was like, I got that old dog. And I was like, oh, it's not going to be a problem. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. So it's probably not going to be a problem. At all. And I was like, in the back of my head, I'm like, I still don't believe the person that spent a lot of time with animals. Because <laughs> well, I've got this like, dog here. You have here. some significant <laughs> things in here that can be knocked over. You've got some little sheer curtains. Yes. Yeah, so we got, we got a whole bunch of puppets. Stuff. Creepy puppets hanging around. But they're not in danger because this little guy's in my lap. But there was a moment when Bubbles was hissing at, at rims where I was like, I, I knew it. I knew it. Well. And then she's fast asleep because she can't see the dog anymore, and it's okay. Uh -huh. And the dog has since gone upstairs because we're we're petting something else, and he's jealous. This love affair with animals you've had for years, forever since mm -hmm. you stepped onto the world. How how does it manifest itself in your life right now? Tell the folks who are not familiar with your passion yeah. for animals, like. Let us into that world. Well, right now, I only have... Only, Nine. she says. Nine <laughs> cats in my house and two hedgehogs. Um, <laughs> I asked me two weeks ago, and I would have had 18, 14? Jesus. A bunch, because they're little. Yeah, they're tiny. They take, up, they take up one room. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. That's fine. So, <laughs> I'm of the mindset from good upbringing or, you know, nature versus nurture of, I can't save the world, uh -huh. but I can make a difference to a lot of individuals if I apply myself. Yeah. And so that's part of the reason why I'm so dedicated to children's theater is because they're an audience that's there with you and looking at you and listening to you. And if you suck, you know it immediately. Mm -hmm. You know, they are not carrying anything in with them for that day. And the the animals that I save, I only pick up the ones, right now I'm only working with cats, who will die mm. if I don't take them today. They have serious neurological issues. They have coccidia. They have giardia. They have upper respiratory infections, pneumonia, broken bones, genetic disorders, what have you. And... I work with a shelter down in Pueblo because I used to help run uh, an organization called Every Creature Counts with my mom. And when the founder died, our funding was gone when his will was read and we didn't, they weren't built with a big base of uh, donors. Mm -hmm. So we were able to float it for about two years before it had to be dissolved. And with the dissolution of that nonprofit, the money went to a whole bunch of other little nonprofits. And one of them was the lady who we always got all of these broken ass kittens from uh -huh. in Pueblo. So she started her own little rescue. She's who I got Weeble from. Nice. Weeble um, is my baby who has cerebellar hyperplasia. It's a brain disorder where his cerebellum, which is what, you know, I can reach out to this uh, lovely blue and orange can and bring it to my lips and take a sip. That's what controls that. The cerebellum, wow. that nice smooth movement. Weeble is like, he's already had two tequilas and he's reaching for a glass with a round bottom. Okay. Uh -huh. So he's drunk all the time. His teeth are all knocked out because he slapped them out on the floor. You know, oh, he's oh. not broken anything yet other than teeth. But every time he surfs down the stairs, I'm like, well, this is the broken leg. It's not. <laughs> Bubbles has the same thing, but she's lazy. So 
That's great. Instead of slapping around and exploring everything and whacking her face on things, she's like, oh, I have a lap. I'm just going to lay here. Yep. So I gather up these cats and I have the knowledge to vaccinate and give sub Q fluids and tube feed and, you know, I'm vet, vet teching, all right, right, is what I'm doing. And about half of what I take dies. Huh. You can't save them all, but they don't die cold, alone, or hungry. Like just last week, was it last week? Was it only last week? I had two two day old kittens that were born several weeks premature to a mother who was only six months old. And they're dead whether I take them or not. But I can make them comfortable and try. You can try. Because they I have seen them live from that age from that situation, but it wasn't in the cards for these guys. Um, so that's why you don't see me unless I'm taking your picture or at rehearsal with you is because I have 14 cats at home and it takes an incredible amount of time to keep them clean because when I have another set of CH cats at my house, other than bubbles and weeble Hocus and Hobbit also have CH and they're severe enough that they can't potty in a litter box. And so when they do potty, they slap around in it and then they flip the food bowl and then they flip the water bowl and then they slap in the gazoo. It looks like a fucking tsunami went in there every fucking morning. Um, take some time yeah. to clean up those guys. And to socialize the ones that are feral, because feral kittens will be put to sleep. And so you have to socialize them so they're feral, so someone wants to adopt them. So long story short, you don't see me go out to a bar to grab a beer because A, that $6 is an entire can of kitten milk replacement that I could buy. Half of my income goes to these kittens because I don't get any support from the shelter. And so when I ask on Facebook, I'm like, guys, I need help. I need some materials right now. I need more oxygen. Send me oxygen. Um, I need oxygen tubing. I need these supplies and things that are incredibly expensive because, you know, I shoot theater and I'm in theater. I know my budget. Yeah. And I know what I'm going to go over. <laughs> so that's why I don't hang out with people is because I'm, I'm maybe I'm feeding a kitten every two hours and I'm sleep deprived and I just need a nap. Yeah. And I've got a show tomorrow at 10 a.m. And then I'm shooting a show like Kentucky cycle, which is three hours long. And I have to have 20 highlights to the theater by midnight for the Denver post. Yeah. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Yeah. I try to pick 10 good ones, but sometimes it's just kind of which ones load first and That's right. catch my, cause it's just, it's six of one and a half dozen of another one of whether or not I pick the strongest shot in there. I've given up trying to worry about that. I just, whichever ones jump out at me, I try to remember moments that I, there was a cool moment that's going to be good for print, that's going to look good in black and white, that includes the right number of people. I mean, it's such a... you got a lot. I mean, the... the so much, of, like, it was so funny. When I started doing college, and we're switching gears here, and it's, it's a great segue that you so beautifully orchestrated. <laughs> um, here I am, the interviewer. Um when I was in college, I was so sold on, or not sold, but just constantly asked about and told to think about on stage the picture. Mm-hmm. And now that I've been doing it since, I don't know, 2007, the idea is we don't, we, I try, I've been in shows where we don't, haven't been worried so much about the stage picture because the photographer comes in and boom. And that's where we see it more. I mean, and, and I know I'm. That it's not quite the right correlation. We're talking about blocking, mm-hmm. and we're talking about photography. But you find these angles. Yeah, I move around, and yeah. you move around. You, you, you're you're active. You're. It's almost like you get up on stage with us and then snap some of these photos. I mean, there's some amazing shots, and 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 that's so awesome when you've got a very skilled photographer. The one with the dirt. Yeah. From Kentucky Cycle. Yeah, I felt was so a, bad. I was like two inches from her face. I was like, I'm so sorry, but this is cool. That's the best. It's the, one of the best photos. of the. It, yeah. it encapsulates Star Rowan so perfectly. It's a great picture for, for Kristen Mason. It's fantastic. And it's, but it's like, it's, it's timing and angles and all that stuff. Well, and it's so important to the theater. Like so many places don't spend the money to get promo shots. Oh, right. You know, like they have me come in and shoot 600 shots that are just fantastic for archive Whoa. and no one ever sees them. 
It's the ones that I kick out that Thursday at midnight that is the only one that anyone will ever see from reviews or in the paper or all of these things. Like it's, it's pivotal that it's a moment that has been captured that communicates the show. Yeah. All of it. One frame. Yeah. No pressure. No. I mean, when, when did that start? When did you dive into photography? Oh, and remember, I can keep you here all night. <laughs> <laughs> we had a bed over there on the corner. Oh, so I brought the kid with me. You know, I can feed her while we're here. Nice. Um, Wait, shoot, your fiance is Robert? Yeah, fiance. He's in, he's in Colorado Springs. We got a new dog today. Oh. And so he's with the dog in Colorado Springs because <laughs> we don't know if she's cat safe. Because oh. I was going to say, <laughs> it's like, he could take care of the other eight that are hanging out back mm -hmm. home. But yeah, our, They're all older and, and uh, well, well behaved. Actually, I think I left most of them out in the house, so we'll see. How many things they've knocked over when I get home? That's Fingers why I don't have nice things. Whatever. Yeah. Fingers across. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but the photography thing, yeah. I always like taking pictures with little point and shoot Kodak, the the ones that just disposable, disposable yeah, yeah. cameras. Because I would travel with my dad. My dad ran um, a company called Converdine, and we would travel to you know Greece, Spain, France, England, mm -hmm. Australia. Where else have we been? shoot everywhere, many, many, many places, many, many neat places. And with this little disposable camera, I would just take pictures and get them developed and they were lovely, you know? And so I always just liked it and would have them around. And then when I got into college, I had this little tiny Canon Rebel XTI, total piece of crap, still have it. My mother shoots with it. Um, <laughs> And I was spotlight op for company. Okay. And I remember the cast, I was a freshman, the cast was disappointed because the guy had come in to shoot the show and they couldn't have any of the pictures. And this is the year that Facebook was invented, okay? Yeah, yeah. Facebook had just unlocked being able to upload photos. And I was like, oh, so if I have digital photos, then these people can have them on Facebook because MySpace... Uh -huh. dating myself uh -huh. you could upload pictures and have all of these gifts and customize your profile and Facebook was like a piece of paper compared to, my, compared to MySpace I uh -huh. love MySpace you could customize that's how I learned to code uh, but Facebook was like bah, bah. <laughs> so I shot parts of company from the booth with this tiny ass camera and flash off flash off of course I actually had it taped down because I couldn't overwrite it because uh -huh. it's such a cheap camera <laughs> um they loved them. Nice. And later that year, the uh, theater department asked me to shoot their dance show. Wow. So I shot it, got paid for it, and then I shot You're in Town, and then I shot Hello Dolly, and then I shot Baby with the Bathwater. Um, so I just kind of stepped in it. Nice. And that's how I run my theater business is I don't advertise. I don't go anywhere. So be like, hello, do you need a photographer? Is people reach out to me, be like, hey, I hear that you shot such and such for so-and-so. How do we book you in our theater? Because mm -hmm. I recently started shooting at Rocky Mountain Repertory Theater Company because they saw my shots at the Henry's. Nice. You know, like 50% of the shows that are nominated have your watermark on them. Who are you and how do we do your theater? Great. How did I get the candlelight? Well, the lighting designer, Shannon Johnson, was like, hey, I want Rachel Graham to come shoot the show that I've designed. Thanks. And then I booked him for the season. I'm still booked. Nice. Same with Vintage. Yeah. So, and that's also why I don't do a whole lot of nighttime adult theater is half of the theaters that are worth working for in Colorado I shoot. Yeah. So if I'm in them, I usually take a hit financially in, you know, because if I'm, I'm, you know, yeah. it just, and I'm so picky about what I'll audition for. <laughs> oh, I'm the worst. I'm like, well, because I have to fund this kitten habit, and I'll make this much if I'm in it, and I'll have this much cost if I'm in it, and then if I'm not in it, I'll have that much more time. I'll make this much, and it's only one night. Yeah. So that's kind of the hole that I've gotten sucked into right now because I'm, I'm really into the kitten thing. I really feel like a lot of people – make a big difference to these babies that you know they make it and they are wonderful kittens and they get adopted out to these families that just love them and 
it's just I feel like I'm making a difference there, as crappy as the world totally. is today. I feel totally. like that's how I can I can make my little difference. Yeah, no, you're definitely a slice of positivity. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in this, you. of course, you're. I, it's I. I was thinking about as we were talking about it today. Like I would ask you one question about one part of your your life, and then that would then I would think, and then oh yeah, then there's this thing, and then there's this thing, mm-hmm. and then there's this other thing, caring for all these little souls. We're like, we're like you described how you wake up and you walk into a room that looks like been hit by a tsunami. A punami is actually a punami. Right now, that's, that's, a, that's a that's a that's a much better and more horrifying word to use for it because mm-hmm. I'm sure you heard me as you described it. I was like, Ugh, oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> no. And you do this willingly? Yeah, you do that. Yeah, you do that willingly, willingly, and you're also like, eh, it's part of my morning. Yeah, whatever. Good yeah, loves. Fuck it. <laughs> it's like I'm up at 7 a.m. I've already cleaned up 80 pounds of poop. What have uh-huh. you done with your life? Uh-huh. Nothing. You still sleep. <laughs> Don't sleep on Rachel Graham, folks. She's cleaning while you're snoozing. <laughs> but so I mean, what? Here's a question then. What? What's for you? Like, does this recharge your batteries? Does taking care of these little guys recharge your batteries? Is that where you find a balance? Is that like your meditation? Or is it something that's separate from all of the things that you do? Is it the traveling with your folks? Is it, I mean, we see the pictures on Facebook all the time. They're awesome. Mm-hmm. These these great trips that you take, is that what does it? So you do wait all year for that? Or is that's it a loaded question. drinking yourself to sleep on a Sunday <laughs> night out of nowhere? I'm a really genuine workaholic Mm. if i have 30 minutes i'll do something like i recently made a custom padded insert for my camera case because the one that i had from amazon was not working because i had some time question mark so i mean the kittens it's exhausting yeah it's expensive it's but I love them, you know, and they love me. And I'm able to take all of this love that I have poured into this kitten that I have yanked off of death's door like six times, you know, <laughs> and I give it to this person. And I'm like, here you go. I saved that. Please treat it with respect. When it pukes on your pillow, don't be mad. Think of its litter mate that didn't survive. Okay. Uh. And so it's kind of this horror hooray thing of like you get this new litter and you're like yay and then you're like they're probably all gonna die but whatever and then they all die in your hands <laughs> and your heart's ripped out but they didn't die colder alone yeah that's why i do it i mean it's <clears throat> pardon me uh, that's that was one of the things when you first went there earlier like my mom was a hospice nurse for 40 35 years you know and I'm going to shout my mom out, Nightingale mm. Award winner. Like, mm. she was damn good at her job, but I mean, hospice. So, pe- so people don't die cold and alone. Yeah, and so, yeah. and, she's, and she's been doing that for years. And I always wondered how she ever had patience for me and my bullshit. And she's bailed me out hundreds of times. And like, the, the type of person that has to do that. And, and, because they're small animals, I even me have the tendency to get a little taken for like taking them for granted, and they these animals require so much time and patience and focus. Like I, I can't imagine what that must be like. You spend waking mo- every waking moment with some of these animals for their duration that they're dropped at your door to like maybe the next morning where they don't make it. Mm-hmm. Like I remember some, and forgive me for Facebook stalking, earlier like stories of you like, just got this new little guy, doesn't look so good. Hour goes by, still doesn't look so good, but we're playing with him. We just, we just cleaned him up. And then like three hours later, the yeah. cat that you just got passed away. Mm-hmm. And, and like, does that, has it gotten me any easier losing them like that? Sadly, yes. It's, Easier, be- not because it hurts less, but because I'm better at processing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I give myself, and the same goes for auditions, for like when I lose a theater, like when I lose a theater, I'm not shooting anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, usually because they find someone for a better deal and then they shoot themselves in the foot. <clears throat> I digress. 
Um, She's really whether, good. <laughs> um, whether I lose an audition or I don't get a, you know, don't get a part, you lose a theater, you lose a pet, I give myself 12 hours. Mm. I'm like, bitch, you got 12 hours to be upset about this. Yeah. So I will be depressed. I will eat too much. I will not eat. I mean, I do, I'm weird with food anyway. And so, and you process that with, I will make a little stone for them or I'll do a Facebook post or I'll do an Instagram post, mm. process it. And then 12 hours later, ding, Gotta move on. on. Yeah. Um, the first one nearly killed me. Oh, wow. I was depressed for months. Like it was a, an emotional trigger when I would see a kitten meow because when a kitten dies, they do something very specific with their mouth when they take their last breath. Mm. And it looks a lot like a kitten meowing. Uh, and so I would melt down when uh, I would see a video of a kitten meowing, you know, but it's like, I remember each of their little faces, the last breath, watching their eyes dilate, wishing that it weren't so checking their chest, watching their paws get pale, mm. processing that they're gone. Processing that I can't blame myself. You can't do any. You did everything that you did could. Mm -hmm. That's why you got up every 30 minutes to give him fluids, to give him sugar. 28 minutes wouldn't have mattered. 15 minutes wouldn't have mattered. Don't blame yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's that goes for everything. Um, assume goodwill with yourself. Yeah. You did the best that you could under the circumstances of that moment. You can kick yourself in the ass for it all you want. Mm -hmm. But that will not change the outcome. Give yourself 12 hours, process as hard as you need to, and then wipe it and go. Mm -hmm. Because there's someone else right behind it that needs your help. Yeah. Whether that be yourself that needs a different kind of help, another kitten at the shelter that's two days old and dying. Because, mm -hmm. you know, like Bubbles, she was done for. And look how happy she is. Look how healthy. Look how clean. She's wonderful. Yeah. Good Lord, she was blind, couldn't walk, couldn't eat on her home, and couldn't pee-pee without help when I got her and would have a seizure about every six to eight hours. Jesus. She has learned to walk. She can eat on her own, and she uses the litter box. Holy shit. Oh, my God, that's just the biggest perk, and you have no idea. She has three white whiskers. She does have three white whiskers. We're learning how to do stairs. Oh. That's fun for me. How long has Bubbles been with you? Four months. Four months? Look at you. You're you're She's better off than some of my middle schoolers. <laughs> yes, you are. Sweetie. Yeah, she's just perfectly happy to nap. That's what she does in my lap all day at the computer, editing photos. You're she perfect. Just keeps my lap warm. That's the perfect cat. Mm -hmm. That's like that's one of the things I always kind of like. At the very least, dogs will lie down next to me. Mm -hmm. So they, 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 and dogs are dogs. Like, if they're not outside, the vast majority of them that I have encountered just go like, are you not doing anything? All right, cool. I'm going to be right here if you need me. <laughs> and they, they go out. Cats. I've, had, I've not had the best luck with cats. But when I come across a cat that goes like, that's a lap and that's mine now. Mm -hmm. And they come there and they just, they, they chill out. I love that. Mm -hmm. So this is, this is one of my favorite cats. That's why I thought I'd bring her so that you could enjoy her. Because I feel so selfish keeping her with me all the time and how sweet she is. <laughs> you, you are in good hands, little bubbles. Yeah. She's an agreement. She's an agreement. <laughs> so when we get to this point in the podcast, I always ask, what's that ghost light you wish was left on for you? What's that little piece of advice you wish you got when you were trying it out? When you took like, I'm going to do this Arvada Center thing and then go off to college. Like, is there a little bit of, of advice you want to leave behind for the next gen? Kind of the thing that I just touched on is forgive yourself. Mm. Um, kicking yourself in the tail is not going to get you anywhere. Mm -hmm. You can learn more. You can try something different. It's like just this last year, I didn't get a single callback for anything that I had auditioned for with the big season auditions. I was like, fine. The Denver theater scene is not ready to see me as a human adult female. I'll be a dog, dragon, bear, whatever until we're ready for that transition. Um, and instead of reacting to that with hostility towards myself for 
blaming myself for not being prepared, blaming myself for not going to those classes or, you know, I, you know, I do dance class now, which I wanted to tell you to come to as well. To dance class? What? You don't think I'm a fluid mover? Well, I, I heard you're like, oh, I'm a mover, not a dancer. And I was like, honey, come to dance class. It's so much fun. You'll learn so much. It's so fun. I'm, I, I, I was driving down the street um, coming home from school and I saw a, a very small secluded Roomba spot. Oh. Like, like, like a Latin dancing. And I'm like, if I could go to a place and know no one, none of my friends would be at to learn a specific dance, that'd be cool. Because I do Broadway, Broadway boot camp with Adrienne Hampton. She's choreographing Mary Poppins nice. <laughs> at Vintage right nice. now. And it's, I can do a double. And I haven't been able to do a double since I had that back surgery. It's fantastic. She's a teacher. She can teach any level. And it's fun, you know? Mm-hmm. So I digress. But <laughs> not kicking yourself in the tail. My ghost light is forgive yourself. Forgive, forgive other people. And don't let the things that may haunt you weigh you down. Yeah. Acknowledge the haunt. Be like, that's nice. I remember when I screwed that up. Thank you. Gone. And I think you'll be all the happy, happier for it. Definitely. I was driving home last night after seeing the catamount spin on boats. Oh. By the way, they added a Wednesday show. That's the only one that hasn't completely sold out yet. Get those tickets. With Missy Moore. Woo! Missy Moore. <laughs> Karen Slack. <laughs> Jessica yeah! Austin. Joel Montoya. Is it? Elasia Gray. <laughs> really? Elasia said it too? Yeah. Shoot. And then who? And then there's like a whole bunch of other amazing, talented people. Uh, Sarah Mack. <laughs> uh, Joan. I can't pronounce her last name. I'm sorry, Joan. We did the show <laughs> together. It, it, it begins with an H. You know, and, and then there's like two more that I can't remember. And, and forgive me because you're crushing it. And I don't know you. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the peasant. I'm driving down from Boulder. And I was remembering the uh, an audition I had two years ago, mm. and, I, and, it, and it was in reference to a conversation I was having with a fellow actor, and uh, we were talking about certain things. And one of the things, like, and, and and this had nothing to do with our conversation, but I was just kind of in my own feelings as an artist, and I was like, I got, I've owned that, mm. I've owned that terrible fuck up. Uh-huh. And I've tried really hard since then to like put that behind me, mm-hmm. so I know where my my trajectory ends, or I should say, what my trajectory is. I've got this specific belief that I'm gonna be not like make raking in the bucks, but I mean, consistently busy at the bigger named houses mm-hmm. at some point down the road. I'm gonna that's that's my goal. I'm gonna earn that opportunity. But it was, I, 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 I was thinking about it. If I didn't get this little heads up after that audition that I had done that mistake, I would have gone my entire life wondering why I wasn't getting work at this place anymore. Mm. And now it's like, ah, because I have that. Like, okay, that's a reminder of like, I, I can't half step it anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's... And at first, after I got that little note and I was really upset with myself, like, I mean, I carried that for a good long time. It's just because I was, like, it was a professional theater company. Well, you didn't know how to process yeah. it. Like, you just have to learn to process that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, and we all process it in our own ways. And you got to pick something healthy. And you've got to be as kind as you possibly can with yourself. Because... Like even now, like I was working on the Kentucky cycle and it was a arduous process for me. I've, I carry a lot of weight from uh, running around. I play five different parts, four different parts in the first part and three parts in the second part. And in part one, I'm running around a lot trying mm-hmm. to, you know, get, make everything work. Um, and so learning how to do that and do it well was something I was struggling with. Uh-huh. I didn't think I was connecting at all. So when my lines weren't coming, I was really rough on myself and I was really frustrated. And it was like, you know, I just, I got to a point where I was like, okay, 
you know what this process is probably going to demand of you. You're not going to be your best until the second, until after the second weekend. So if that's the case, do your best to hone it, to lock everything in, to, to get your shit right as best as you can. And, and to say that to any of the castmates that are listening, it's been a struggle. I haven't dominated like I wanted to, like I expect myself to do, but I've gotten better. And the third weekend, everything, all the stress went away. It's like, now I don't have the stress anymore. Mm-hmm. Like the stress was there for the first two weekends. I was like, oh, fuck. How am I going to do this? And yeah, when that little camera pops from like in the scene to, and then starts looking at you watching your scene and watching you cock shit up and they'd be like, oh, I cock shit up and just watching that camera getting farther and farther and waiting a wider and wider angle camera watching you fuck everything up. Yeah. Yeah. We've all been there. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But it, it, the, the point that I'm trying to get at mm-hmm. is it goes back into your great reminder for all of us is that we're going to be, we're going to encounter tough losses. We're going to make mistakes. Take the time that you deem necessary, but don't belabor it because you, you can't grow from that and you can't, if you're stuck in that and there's no place else to go, there are things that are going to be left in the shadows that could get hurt mm-hmm. by that. More specifically for you, when you're taking care of these animals, I know hearing you talk, you can't you can't spend all that time worrying about the one when you have so many that are relying on you. So thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that part of it with me and, and going there to those places because – I mean, like I said, some people tend to take pets for granted. Well, and a lot of people think that fostering is just like hugs and loves and kisses and all those things, but it's it's half of my income. Yeah. You know, it's most of my time, and it's all of my heart. Yeah. You know, and it's not easy. It's not for everyone, but that's not meant to scare people away. No. You can always try, and if it doesn't work out, guess what? You're just fostering. You can give it back. I'll give you an easy one to start with, you know, but mm-hmm. there's nothing better than having something to give back to the universe. Definitely. Cause you know, theater you're giving, you know, people can be pretty selfish. They're like, Oh, I have the lead and lower like, Oh, I'm only in the ensemble. But mm-hmm. what, what can you do to better the universe? Right. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that, you know, I do, Definitely. you know, and so if theater's your thing to do that, then make it your thing to do that. Absolutely. Um, before we start to wrap this up, Rachel, how can people listening at home help you if you should need it? I have um, an Instagram page. And if you follow it, you will see me shout out and be like, hey, I've got some stuff on my, like, please make a donation to go fund me for something specific mm-hmm. or I always need kitten food and I have an Amazon wish list that is just always stocked with stuff that I need. And so if you click on that link on either Weeble stories on Facebook or my Instagram account, um, there's anything from like $6 to a hundred dollars that you can send my way for food. Yep. And that's just like it, it cause you know me, yep. it's literally like, that's why I don't ask for money. It's cause I'm like, if you want to send me a $3 toy, fantastic. If you can send me $50 in a specialty food, because, um, Sir shits a lot. Mr. Hobbit has a sensitive stomach. <laughs> <laughs> then you can send me $50 in food. It literally is just created into poop by Hobbit. It's not, there's no ulterior motive. Um, yeah. where I work with a no kill shelter, so it's very easy folks. I did it earlier. You just bring it up yeah. Amazon, click on what you want to order for them, put in your money information and then you don't and have to worry about it. At my door and I'm like, oh, what's this? And I look and it's from so-and-so and I'm like, Whoa! and then like I usually get a, you get a picture back of, you know, the kitten on your item. So be sure to tell me who you sent it. Cause it, Amazon doesn't tell me if you don't put a note in there saying who it's from and use your last name. People. I have over 3000 people that I know and over 10,000 followers on Instagram. Last names are important. So I can thank you properly. Definitely. Last names <laughs> are important. Um, 
Thank you so much for joining us. This is wonderful. I'm so glad we could finally get this together from Definitely. that first graphic that you were like, hey, what was what was the show? Um, three, Cuckoo's Nest. Cuckoo's Nest. You're like, hey, put these three images that I had taken uh, into this one picture for this podcast thing. And I was like, all right. And I gave it to you, and you're like, that sucks. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's insane. So, well, we can, it's the, he's like, it's not the photos, it's the concept. I'm like, we'll figure something out. And then your um, logo competition came up, and I was just like up to my ears and shit and couldn't yeah. submit a logo. So, the next time some graphic stuff comes up, if you need a website or something, there's some shit that's going to happen that will, that will get my design fingers in there for you. I would, I'd love it. Yeah. I mean, I, we're always going to be evolving. It, it's mm-hmm. one of those things where, I may take some time off because I'm stuck in rehearsals the second I come out of it or if I've got a set like a day mm-hmm. all to myself like the summertime, I'm recording shit during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we're going to keep at it until one day I've got an official sponsor. Maybe Law's Whiskey wants to help a brother out mm-hmm. in the interim. Please help out Rachel when you can. Go support Children's Theater. Get your kids into it young because... It's much better than screen time, parents. Mm-hmm. It is so much better than screen time to watch them watch live performance art. It feeds the soul, not the fingertips. Absolutely. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Ghost Lights Podcast. I am your boy, Sam Gilstrap. I am uh, sipping some laws. I have a cat on my lap. Life is good. Be kind to yourself. Keep up the good work, everyone.